Right. Hey, folks. So today we are going to continue with the hypertrophy fundamentals series. Now, in the previous two videos, we've discussed volume and intensity. So feel free to go back and burn upon those for my view on those two big topics. Now, today I want to talk about the interplay between intensity, frequency and volume. So when I first discovered this concept, probably 20 years ago now, it really opened my mind to looking at different routines. It was almost like a Neo in the Matrix type moment when I realized that every routine is a variation of intensity, frequency, and volume. And if you look at things in those ways, things make a lot more sense. So two routines which are seemingly completely different to each other and have nothing in common are actually mostly just variations of intensity, frequency, and volume. And if you could think about things in that way, it helps you to understand the concept of muscle building and helps you to nail down what you need to do within a broad range. From my perspective, a coach who recognizes these three is what I look for when I look at coaches' materials. Do they understand the interplay between the three factors? How they are varied, how when one is high, the other needs to be lower, etc., etc. It's a tell, certainly for me. A coach's ability to understand this is usually what sets them apart from the rest of the nonsense on the internet. And for you guys listening to this, you've got to remember, our community still represents a very small, minute portion of the BS that's out there on the internet. I guess we have to consider ourselves lucky that we have good information. Over the last few years, what we have done quite well, I think, with regards to intensity, frequency, and volume, is we've started to provide some kind of ordering system. So over the years, for example, we've classified intensity as either a percentage of your one rep max or what is more relevant now, RPE and RIR. So that allows us to talk about a routine and talk about how hard we should be working. And then we also look at volume. And now we classify volume as number of hard sets. Now we have a better understanding of how these things are classified so that we can communicate them better. Because I do believe communication is a big stumbling block when you're trying to educate people and express ideas. If you can't actually discuss things in a way that the audience will understand, then you're never going to be able to get your information out there. And I think one of the problems with hypertrophy in general is that we've never really had effective ways to communicate hypertrophy fully. And I think that's a stumbling block. So we are getting there. We're getting there. Okay, so I want to start off this discussion by talking about intensity. A big problem that I see with regards to intensity is guys at the gym spending a lot of time on their first working set, spending a lot of time building up to a big set on a big exercise. So guys who will spend half an hour going through a bunch of warm-ups, theatrics for the main lift of the day, like a bench press or a squat. The problem is spending half an hour to work up to a big exercise because you've placed so much importance on working hard on that exercise represents a very poor investment of time when it comes to hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is very different from powerlifting in the sense that there is no three big lifts. There is a range of lifts to do and it's more about getting stimulus on the muscle. So for those guys who I see them every single gym will just clamor around a machine, usually a bench press or a deadlift. Now for those guys, the big problem is they're doing a powerlifting routine with a bodybuilding focus. 
And the reality is, after half an hour, all they've really done is one set. Now, yeah, that set may be very intense, but the fact of the matter is, it's still just one set. So it represents a very poor use of time. I would rather people get in, quit the BS, do some warm-ups, get themselves ready, and then go. We don't need this huge overemphasis on how hard we should work on select big biased exercises. We need to just put in a decent amount of work on everything. And I would say indicative of a bodybuilding routine is that you put an equal amount of effort into every single lift. Intensity needs to be managed. It's good to work to failure. Great, go for it. As I said in the intensity video, I generally favor going to failure if it's safe to do. But where the intensity starts to run away from you is if you place too much of an importance on that single set that you're working up towards, just get in and get the work done, okay? So you can't be in this position where you're prioritizing strength because it's not about that. It's about you doing quality sets. It's not about giving your absolute best performance on this one exercise of the day or whatever it is. And people make this mistake all the time. And it's a big problem when it comes to not only those groups of guys, but also people who espouse high intensity training. They end up placing so much emphasis on the performance of a lift. They completely negate the volume. It's much better to do three good sets to failure than it is to take half an hour to do one all out set to not only failure, but negative failure with forced reps. It doesn't represent a good use of your time. So remember, you're a bodybuilder. If you're listening to this, this is a hypertrophy video. You're a bodybuilder. There is no one lift that needs an inordinate amount of focus. Get in, get the work done. You don't need to be fresh when you train. You can do set after set after set after set. They're all going to give you a good, strong muscular stimulus. I'd rather do that than have the situation where people are taking five or 10 minutes between sets because they want to be fresh. That is, again, a perversion of intensity. It's too much. You don't need that much. The consequence is it ruins your ability to stack volume. In half an hour, I've already done 10 sets. And those 10 sets combined are going to be more productive than the one set that these guys have done or whoever else. It ruins your ability to stack up volume. Most people are time limited. If you're in the gym for, let's say, four days a week, which is about average, and you're there for an hour to hour and a half at a time, you have a limited amount of time to get in and get work done. Hard sets, yes. Going over and beyond and doing this ridiculous circus act of far too much warming up insisting you have to be fresh so resting extraordinarily long amounts of time per set is not necessary and it's counterproductive for muscle growth because you have to have a balance between how hard you work and how much you do the other consequence is it ruins your work capacity now for most guys who i see making this mistake they're casual guys who are in the gym four days per week so you are time limited. You're not a professional athlete. You can't afford the time. Like there was a time many years ago when there was a guy at the old gym that I used to go to when I was a kid. He was a sumo wrestler and he would actually bench press with half an hour rest between sets. But he would bench press all day. He'd be sat there all day playing chess between sets and then benching every half an hour. Now he could afford to do that because he had all day to train. You guys don't. You're time limited. So we have some pretty good standards roughly one to three minutes of rest so you are decently refreshed and still able to stack a good amount of volume and on top of that if you train to failure or as close to failure as you can 
while staying safe, you're in a good spot. The perversion of that goes when you take far too long rest and also when your intensity is so high, you're placing way too much of an importance on one singular set rather than the totality of the workout because that is more important. It ruins your ability to stack up volume. It also ruins your work capacity. You're just not getting as much done. So usually what happens is if these guys are put through a workout where they have to use a moderate rest period of two or three minutes, they will just crumble because they can't sustain that level of intensity. So the last consequence is it weakens your mind as well because you have to be fresh. You have to take so long. You have to place such importance on every one set you do. It weakens your mind. Over time, you want to improve your work capacity. You want to improve the strength of your mind and you want to be stacking up volume. That is the way to do it. Moderate your intensity. So how does all this apply to you? Now, there is an interplay between intensity, volume, and frequency. Some people will do a little bit better with higher intensities. I know people like that. I know people who get a hell of a lot out of the one set or two sets failure approach training. To give it its due, there are some benefits for some people. It allows them to work harder, but also it's not a bad exercise. It might actually show you how little you need to gain. And if you're one of the lucky people who can gain with low volume, great, fantastic. Count yourself blessed. Most of us need to put in more work into this endeavor to get the physiques we want. If you do progress on lower volumes, count yourself lucky. If you do experiment with high intensity training with higher intensities, the amount of work that you can recover from will naturally go down. If you're taking your sets not only to failure, but beyond failure and beyond that, clearly the amount of recovery time you need is going to be more. But play around with it. Try not to get yourself hurt by doing too much too soon. There is a current trend about high intensity training. If you think that will benefit you, then by all means. But understand the current hit trend is simply just a variation of intensity, frequency, and volume taken to the extreme in the intensity favor. Again, that might be of some benefit to some people, but don't pervert the big three just to overemphasize one area. Bodybuilding is about balance of, the, of all three. Now, the next portion of this is volume. And I want to just talk briefly about doing too much volume. It's come to my understanding. Most people are not actually aware of what junk volume is. So this was highlighted to me recently with a Reddit conversation. <laughs> I spend some time on Reddit and it's variable <laughs> in its information. And I'm usually on the natural bodybuilding subreddit. So there was a question about junk volume. Somebody asked, what is junk volume? How can I identify what junk volume is? The first few replies all gave wrong answers and they were all upvoted and they were just the wrong answers. People were saying that it's effective volume, it's useful volume, but it's doing too much. Some One guy said, yeah, it's too much, it's going to hurt you. Another guy said, yeah, it's way too much. You may be able to recover from it, but it's pointless. <laughs> no, no one really understood what the actual answer was. Junk volume is not useful volume. In any case, the correct answer, junk volume is characterized by doing volume which doesn't actually contribute to muscular stress or stimulus. It just tires you out. It's stuff which is too light and lacks intensity. That's what junk volume is. Junk volume is sets which are way too easy. They lack any kind of intensity and they're usually caused by just trying to do too much. That's all. For example, if you have a chest day, some people still do. Some people will have a body part split. They'll do chest and biceps, for example. 
and they'll insist on doing 12, 10, 15 sets. The reality is most of that volume is junk volume because it's just not intense enough to actually do much. They're tiring themselves out. They feel like I'm getting a good workout because they're tired. Their joints are tired, their muscles may be tired, but it's not effective stimulus. It's really more of an endurance stimulus. And this has been tested. So junk volume is volume which is not stimulative to growing muscle, but it still contributes to tiring you out. Where I see this happening is when you get prescribed or when you see routines which have things like five by 10 bench press, five by 10 dumbbell bench, five by 10 incline bench, five by 10 dips, five by 10 cable crossovers. So all of a sudden you have 25 sets. Like if you think of the old Arnold routines, the contest prep routines for Arnold, most of that is junk volume. It's just going through the motion without any kind of intensity. It's not two to four hardworking sets to a total of eight to 16 per week. That can be done with a lot more intensity because you have the mental capacity to actually think to yourself, right, I'm going to focus on this next set. It's the opposite problem of the one that I talked about earlier in the video where people are taking far too long on each set and I'm placing far too much importance on each set. With junk volume, they're not placing enough importance on the set and they're just going through the motions. None of the sets are really that intense. The weight is too light and they are not taking anything close to failure. You're just failing because of just general fatigue and tiredness. I find a lot of people who come from endurance backgrounds, they make this mistake because the endurance mindset is to get through things. So I've coached like marathon runners and endurance athletes a lot over the years. And it's almost always the same thing. Where they lack is the ability to go all out on a set. They will stop a set as soon as it starts to hurt, just so they can get the next set done. And they'll stop that set so they can get the next set done. And they'll stop that set so they can get the next set done. The entire workout is just a series of just holding themselves back. And I have to tell them, look, the mindset you need to create with a bodybuilding workout is you have to push every set all the way out until you're done. And that is your hour of training. And getting them to understand that is really difficult. But that is what I see a lot of. And that is the definition of junk volume. Now, the majority of people who suffer from junk volume will probably just be psychologically overwhelmed with the amount of workload and they'll just sandbag. That is the cause of it generally. So in terms of how does this apply to you? Well, I will say some people do better with more volume. Some people do. I'm probably one of those people. As I've said in the past, we don't really know what causes people to fail when they fail sets. We used to think it was muscle fibers dropping out, but we now know there are a range of different neurological factors, even pain signals from the muscles and the joints to the brain, which causes people to fail. So there is a variance. Some people need higher reps, higher volumes. Some people can get away with lower reps, and lower volumes. Just speaking very openly and candidly, from what I see, most guys who are hard gainers, they tend to do better with higher volumes because they need more stimulus just right across the board. The easiest of the easy gainers tend to do better with low volumes. That's what I've seen. So experiment, experiment with high volumes if you think they will benefit you. But there is a sweet spot. Too much can cause overuse injuries. So like intensity, don't go too far away from the middle ground. There is an established amount, which is a good broad average. And that's why we have these average recommendations. Final thing, frequency. I've almost always trained a muscle at least twice a week. 
I can think back to a few occasions where I've had big growth spurts and it's almost always been twice a week. There was the period of about four years where I ran full body and I did what was my wizard routine, which I wrote about. And even in those days, the advanced days where I was doing full body five a days a week, at least two of those sessions were light sessions, which were not any less intense, but they were a very different type of stress. We could argue the reason I was able to get away with so much volume and so much frequency back then was there was just such a high degree of variety. I was hitting systems which were completely different on one day to the next. But when we're looking at hitting the same systems, the ones which are responsible for the largest muscle fibers growing, I feel like there's a good middle ground of two or three times a week. Now, the thing is with this, just like with intensity and volume, avoid extremes. People often use bro splits and pro bodybuilders as an example of what you should do. So the common thought is pro bodybuilders have always done bro splits, so clearly that must be best. But it just doesn't follow because for every pro bodybuilder who has done splits, there are tens of thousands who also did splits and got nothing from them. So the argument doesn't really follow. It's the same with high-intensity training. For every Dorian Yates, I know about 30 local guys who are now in their 60s who didn't get that far. And there's probably even more who trained at the time who I've never even spoken to because they just stopped going to the gym because they weren't getting results. So there is this survivorship bias when it comes to every story of success. So when it comes to frequency, what we're really focused on is, like everything else, stay within the broad guidelines of what works for the majority of people. My final point, which is my general recommendations in this area. So I've established all of this in previous videos in this series, but I'll just go over them again. I feel in terms of volume, you're looking at about eight to 16 sets per body part per week. I would say a frequency of about two or three times a week. I think if you are training at three times a week, you can probably go on the upper end of volume. As a result, most common workout splits are good. The ones which all of us are going to recommend, like upper lower, full body, torso limbs, push pull legs, gentleman split, all of those are going to be a-okay. So hopefully that was interesting and useful. That is the sort of amalgamation of intensity, frequency, and volume. That's how I see it. Also some common trappings and my thoughts on frequency. That is the continuation of this series. If you have any comments, questions, anything you'd like to hear about in the next advanced hypertrophy series, then let me know. I do have a list of topics that I want to run through, but if there are good topics that come up in the comments, I'm quite happy to add them on. So feel free to discuss that in, in the comments and I will see you in the next one. Peace out.